Cody, I'm so happy you asked this question because it kind of made me realize that, or I guess Mike too, uh, that there could be a lot of people out there thinking that, you know, I'm out in the middle yeah, of nowhere yeah. in Kansas or right. whatever, you know, I can't be a pilot, whatever. God, what a, what a backwards way to think about stuff. I mean, I do, right. not, do not, not chase this down because of that. Hello, aviators. Welcome back to the Pro Pilot Playbook Podcast, where we bring you all the tips, tricks, hacks, and shortcuts to enable you to become a pilot faster and cheaper. I'm Sean Ritchie. And I'm Mike Martin. And we're back again with another episode here. Um, this one is, uh, this question came in. We, we actually got an email, another listener question here asking this this specific question it made it made me realize that um you know there could be some misconceptions out there about what people think of you know being a pilot uh you know i don't even live by a big airport you know the closest airport to me is blah 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 or whatever and you know that's a that's a huge misconception not many airline pilots live you know if you fly for delta airlines you know some of those guys live in atlanta but, you know, some of them may live out in the middle of nowhere in Kansas. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about commuting to your job as yep. a on this episode. So, uh, Mike, you got, uh, I think you got the email pulled up there. Or what? Yeah, You're yeah. About the- to probably tell some story about, well, never mind. Let's talk. No, no, I'll spare you. But no, the, yeah, great email. It caught, really caught our eye. It came in on Sunday from Cody DeVillibus. Um, the title of the email is how far can you live from an airport and still be hired? Hi, Mike and Sean. I really enjoy the podcast so far. Lots of great information. My question for you guys is how close to an airport do I need to live in order to get a job for an airline? I live two hours from Springfield, Missouri, four hours from St. Louis, Missouri, and three hours from Little Rock, Arkansas. There are some very small municipal airports near me, but I'm not sure what my options are. I am currently a teacher and looking for a career change as it's always been a dream of mine to be a pilot. And also financially, my wife and I could use a better income for me. My my wife is in healthcare in, in healthcare and does travel contracts and would love to be able to afford to come home and work locally, even if that meant I might have to be away from home more. I, I wouldn't mind that as well. We just finished building our house and we have a pretty big mortgage. So moving is pretty unrealistic, possibly at this point. I am curious if something, uh, if this is something worth pursuing and what my options I might have in aviation. Thank you for your time, guys. Really appreciate the podcast. So, you, you know, this is a this is a big deal because moving is a huge obstacle for any person when they're pursuing a career, you know, and yeah. and and I, there's probably a lot of people watching. And they're like, well, you know, that's all great. You know, if you live in New York or L.A. or or somewhere like that, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of opportunities for corporate jobs and airline jobs and everything. But, I'm, you know, wherever I'm at, just like you said. So um, the big thing, Sean was an airline pilot himself. He worked in the 121 world for years. He did not live where he was based. So. I'll let you, you know, kind of describe that as from an airline pilot's perspective. Sure. Yeah. Very few guys flying for the airlines 
live where they work. Um, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's one of the benefits of being a professional pilot, or at least in the 121 world, being a 121 airline pilot is the right. benefits, not just for yourself, but for your spouse, uh, for your kids. Um, if you don't have a spouse, you can, uh, they, they call it electing a domestic partner or just what every airline may call that something different. But basically if you have a live in significant other, uh, you can deem them your domestic partner and they would have the same travel benefits as your spouse, but you as the employee, uh, have a higher priority of getting on, you know, the airline. Basically what we're talking about here is they call it flying standby or space available. Um, so you would, if you're trying to go to work, you would show up at the airport, get on the flight, going to your destination. And if any open seat on that airplane, you would get and fly in the highest priority, higher than some other employee's spouse or somebody flying on what they call a buddy pass, which you also get to give to friends and family. Um, yeah. But as a pilot, you even get the added benefit of um, uh, actually flying in the jump seat, they call it. So every one of these bigger jets, even some of the corporate jets Mike and I fly, have something called a jump seat, which is a third seat in the cockpit in between the pilot and co-pilot that'll usually slide out of the wall or it's in the back and you can attach it. This is uh, built in there for people who may be uh, observing you during the flight, like an FAA guy or an examiner of some uh, fashion. Uh, but it can also be used to move a crew member to work. If that airplane's full and there are no seats in the back, you can always jump seat and ride in the cockpit with the rest of the crew. Uh, I've done that many times. So I flew for an airline out of Atlanta, Georgia, and I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. So I commuted regularly back and forth. Um, even when I was on uh, reserve, uh, which is those of you wanting to be airline pilots, that's the form, that's the time right after you're hired and you're, you're, uh, you don't have a line, so to say, which is what we call the schedule that you get every 30 days of what you're flying. Um, reserve is the guy who's sitting around the air. There's different forms of reserve. One of them is you got a like hot standby reserve. You're sitting at the airport all day waiting for if somebody calls in sick, you know, crew scheduling will call you and say, Hey, get over to the gate, blah, blah, blah. You're going to whatever Kansas. Cause this guy's sick. Um, there's also forms of reserve where there's a, uh, six hour call out or 12 hour call out. Every airline does that different. But even when I was on that new hire reserve, I would get on and I had to be at the airport, um, whatever sitting there ready to go. I would get on an airline that morning in Cincinnati, fly down to Atlanta, sit around all day. Maybe I would fly a trip. Maybe I wouldn't. And then I would get on the last flight home back to Cincinnati. I wouldn't even stay in Atlanta. Um, I had a pretty easy commute. There's some that wouldn't be that easy, but, um, some guys would commute in and they would have a crash pad, which is a uh, basically a house. <laughs> Some clever pilot in Atlanta puts together, gets a rental house or owns the house and he rents it out to like 25 guys, 25 pilots who all pay, you know, some minimal amount a month to have access to this, this house, which is just basically filled with cots and beds and whatever. And, you know, you go over there and you sleep for a night and then you, catch your flight the next day or something. It's cheaper than a hotel is the idea. Um, mm -hmm. But commuting is- Once you get, 
you get hotel discounts too anyway oh yeah yeah you do you do and and typically uh depending on the situation in the airline usually pilots are walking around with a whole bunch of hotel points in their account i mean i got enough hilton and marriott points myself i could co-sign for somebody for something (laughs) but uh the 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 commuting is very common and it's it's easy. There's even there's even stuff you can do if if you have a sim event. The company is you know trying to get you in there to because it's your six months. You got to get back in the sim. That stuff wouldn't even be space available. They would actually issue you uh, r- a travel. You know you would have a ticket so in a seat. So that that even gets into they know that three quarters of their guys commute for work. So the, your actual question, though, how far away um, this gets into, you know, specific company policy. You said that Springfield is two hours away from you um, and, and there is airline service in Springfield. Um, I would say that that's you're probably right about the limit. I think if the companies that do make rules on it, how far away you can be. Two hours, a two-hour drive is usually the go-to that I've seen um, with companies. Wouldn't though, like, uh, how would they know? To, like, I mean, doesn't it? Like, you bid a four-day trip. You're based in New York, and you live in the middle of Missouri, rural Missouri, in the Ozarks or whatever. Um, and your trip starts on Tuesday. Don't they just? They don't care if you're on the moon, right? As long as you're there, right. when your trip starts, right? Are you? Is this in regards to being on reserve and things like that, or how? Yeah, how- well, so it depends. That's what I was saying. Every company is going to handle this differently. Okay. Um, no, I've seen it to where if you're going to be one of these guys that commute, that it actually says something two hours. Some of the two hours mm. from a major airport, mm. an airport with airline service. I shouldn't say major, an airport with airline service. Uh, Mike, it, there are things uh, concerning the reserve, some of that like hot reserve sitting at the airport or whatever. Some of that stuff dictates that you have to be within two hours of whatever airport. Oh, that I got reserve you. At. That makes sense. So if you're reser- if you're based in Detroit, Michigan, and you're sitting reserve in Detroit, and uh, you don't want to sit at the airport all day, there could be uh, something they dictate that says, "All right, well, if you're roaming around town here, we need you within two hours of the airport. You're gonna get you have a two hour call out. There is that stuff too. I uh, gotcha. Yeah, but so it's a little rough. Commuting would be for Cody. Um, um, early on, because if he had, if he was bidding reserve, he would have to, he would not have a set schedule, right? So, right, exactly. You got to know that going in. Uh, I, to, to say that I'm not going to chase down a career as a professional pilot because I'm concerned where my house is compared to where I'll work is, is ridiculous. I would right. never ever take that into consideration. Um, is it going to be a little bit more of a pain in the butt if I'm two hours away from my nearest city with airline service, Springfield, Missouri, which may not even have that great of you know choices airline wise? Yeah, it's going to be a little bit more of a challenge. But uh, at some point in your career, you're not going to care about selling that house or what that mortgage is, and right, you know, especially if my, your spouse is able to, you know, work anywhere in the medical 
career field or you can go anywhere and have a job. Right. Everybody has a hospital or some type of something like that. Um, but yes, in the very beginning of your career, no matter where you live, I don't care if you fly for Delta Airlines and you live in Atlanta, Georgia, that first year of, I would say about a year, it's getting less and less. Some of these regionals, it's, you know, a couple months and you got a line, but any right. of that reserve status stuff is, uh, it's just something you got to go through in this, in this industry. Right. And with this hiring boom, it's quick, right? I mean, because they're hiring yeah. so many pilots, you're not. Right. Yeah. And they've gotten good at it. They realize that this is, you know, when you got the unions and whatever, they realize this is something guys don't like. It's it's a, you know, it puts a strain on your family and your lifestyle. Um, so they have they have stuff now that's in, I forget what we called it. it. It had a fancy name and every airline calls it something different anyway. But there's a thing in between reserve and actually having a line, a line back to that real quick. That's something you would bid on each month. Uh, you know, they release all the lines. Some of them are, you know, you fly two days a week. Some of them are, you know, you fly five days that week, but they're all out and backs or some of them you do like uh one three day trip. You're off for three days and then you fly a two day trip. Everything's built out different. Some, some guys bid their lines on what cities they want to go to. I like, I like that Corpus Christi flight because I got a buddy down there, you know? So he always bids that Corpus Christi flight, you know, there's stuff like that. And based on your seniority, you put in bids for what trips you want, what lines you want for the month. And uh, based on your seniority, you either get it, your first choice or your second choice, third choice. And that's the same way for becoming a captain too. You know, there'll be so many slots open for captain that month coming up. And you can see from last month, the seniority numbers that got captain and, you know, bounce that off your seniority number and you'll realize whether you got a chance or not to get it. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. So anyway, in between, there's something in between full on reserve and having a line and you have a line each month in this little thing they created, but it's just, they put that, they use these to put together all the loose ends of the other lines that didn't connect because some pilots taking vacation or they're starting new service here in this city. And it's only on, it's only three days a week. So we need somebody to fill in this. It's uh they've got it figured out that it's a lot quicker than it used to be especially with just That's, how fast everything's moving. Guys are upgrading and moving on. And right. So, yeah. yeah. Well, what a great question. So he's totally good there on the air. You know, obviously as he progresses in his career, if he moves to a base, you know, he gets hired at Delta, moves to Atlanta, he's going to have a better schedule, no commuting and all that. But it's 100% doable. I wanted to talk a little bit on the corporate side of things because he yeah. mentioned that in the email. But um, so, so, you know, there's two kinds of corporate jobs. There's, uh, there's, you know, you, you, you fly for a company and you fly their airplanes or an owner, um, or you can fly for one of these big charter operators like NetJets or Fractionals um, uh, or FlexJet or, you know, the, the, these are big players in the business. There's a bunch of different ones. Sure. Um, so Vista, ExoJet, all of those actually work on a rotation schedule. Um, so the most common rotation schedule, these airplanes aren't based anywhere. They just float all over the country and they work 
seven days on seven days off is a very common one. Like uh, you might swap out on Wednesday as your, as your swap day. So basically you start your trip at some random airport. You, you have no idea. It's wherever. So the crew, the guy that's off, he flew, he flew into Van Nuys, his last leg. It's on Tuesday night. He parked the airplane at the FBO there at Clay Lacey. And then he got on an airline flight and he went back to wherever he lived. He's gone. So now you are, you're starting your rotation. You've been off a week. Um, you go to an airport, they buy you a ticket. This is not commuting. I mean, you have a positive space ticket and then you fly to Van Nuys and then you meet up with that airplane and then you fly out all over Hell's Half Acre for another week. And then where, wherever you end up, Palm Beach or whatever, you park the airplane on that last day, you head over to the airline terminal and then you airline back to where you live. So those uh, that's very doable for Cody. Um, those those operators, be it wheels up or whatever, they'll have guidelines uh, for their employees on what what airports they have to you know what type of airline service you need. But certainly, like St. Louis or Little Rock would be an option for him because it has reliable airline service. So um, he he could commute there. And when you think about driving three or four hours to an airport where you work, it's not a day job. I mean, if that was a day job, you couldn't do it. It'd be terrible. But you're only driving there once a week on Wednesdays. So you're you're landing in St. Louis. I think he said that's uh, four hours away. That'd be the furthest. And then you're driving four hours to your house. Or uh, in the morning, you're driving there once four hours on Wednesday. So it's eight hours of driving. But you think about a normal person with a half an hour commute in the morning and in the evening, they're driving 10 hours a week anyway in the car. So you're just getting it all done at once. Right. So it, it's yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is a that's a great option for him. Yeah, that that know? is an important thing to think about, Mike. I yeah, you and I both did that at a company here. Right. Daddy, our schedule wasn't as good as the seven on seven off. I, I would have liked that more. We did a six on four off, but it was the right. same thing. You know, uh, they didn't care where you lived. We had one guy that lives in Denver and right. uh, they didn't care because they were airlining you anyway. Positive space. They paid for your ticket, you know, and you were saying yeah. flying all over. Sometimes, sometimes you get out to the airplane, they don't have a trip on it. So, right. I could have got to Van Nuys and instead of taking off and flying all over, he may have just sat in a hotel in Van Nuys for three days before they found a trip for him. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're not necessarily working. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, such a good point there. Uh, yeah, and I love bringing this up because this is crazy. But another cool thing to that seven-on-seven-off, seven off, which are all going on, is you know you start, you get two weeks vacation. When you're there a while, it goes even longer. But think about this. Yep. One week is actually three weeks off. So so because you gotta, you're on a week off a week. So you take that week in the middle off, you have three weeks off. So when you first start, you have six total weeks of c continuous off that you can plan. Guys love that, you know. Oh yeah. You can also you can also in a lot of these companies modify your base month to month. So I know guys that uh, you know live in Florida in the winter, and then they'll live somewhere really cool like Colorado or Maine or something in the summer. You know, and have two houses, um, and they just switch their base seasonally. You know, so uh, it's a it's a cool schedule. I mean, being gone seven days is is long, you know, uh, but being off seven days is nice too. <laughs> yep, yeah, and uh, it, I just, Cody, I'm so happy you asked this question because it it kind of made me realize that, or I guess 
Mike too, uh, that there could be a lot of people out there thinking that, you know, I'm out in the middle yeah. of nowhere yeah. in Kansas or right. whatever, you know, I can't be a pilot, whatever. God, what a, what a backwards way to think about stuff. I mean, I do right. not, do not not chase this down because of that. I mean, get yeah. out there, take action. You know, rarely, rarely do we regret the things that we did. It's the things we didn't do that really Absolutely. hurt. Those are the ones that hurt. You miss a hundred percent of the swings you don't take, and yeah. and you know, uh, also Cody, these rural markets. There's wealthy people everywhere, um, and there's companies everywhere that o- operate business jets. And when you know. Uh, when you live in these small markets that are very far from airport, that the, the airports that makes the need for private aviation even higher for, oh, for yeah. these wealthy people. You know, so if you want to, if you're out near Branson or something like that, I'm sure there's some wealthy people or companies that live there that base a jet there be, for these reasons that you're talking about. They don't want to fl- drive four hours uh, to get on an airline flight in St. Louis to go to Fort Fort Lauderdale. Um, so they, and they, it's, they, and it's very difficult for their employees to conduct business. So you'll find jet operators in these small markets and you can network with those people and you may be able to get a normal uh, corporate flying job at one of those local airports. You just have to research it. And, and our, our course has an operators list that, um, that, you know, you can look at uh, different airports and who's there and what they're flying and things like that. Right. So that may be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned Branson. I was just there three, oh yeah, four days ago. I, I, I that part of the country is really starting to grow on me. The Ozarks are beautiful. Just gorgeous. oh man, and that Netflix show. I mean, that made everybody yeah. you know want to get a boat and go down there. Even right. though it's really filmed in Georgia, though I heard. Oh, so, I, I don't, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, but that's a cool, uh, cool show, and that's a great lake and stuff up there. So yeah, well. Well, Cody, man, we really appreciate the question. As always, send in your questions to us. The channel's growing like crazy. Pound the like button. Uh, subscribe for us. And uh, we're, we're, we're working on new, bigger, and better things. I'm sure you can see some changes in the channel. We're going to add some stuff to our website. We want, we're want we going to have some exclusive videos there. Check that out, profilatplaybook.com, and just yeah. continue to All this view stuff. is a big thing. Yeah, that's a good point, Mike. We don't. I'm just going to go ahead and do this. We don't do this enough. You know, all yeah. this, all this stuff Mike and I are talking about every week is laid out in a step-by-step awesome format with like 40 plus videos over eight hours of content. Um, right. And there's even extras and bonuses in there and downloads. And there's even a whole other course that comes with a, that Mike created called the flight training jumpstart course, which is, you know, an actual kind of how to fly an airplane type of thing of how the instruments work and stuff, you know, that's going to save you time instead of paying an instructor, it comes with it. And the thing is off the charts with value for you. And there's no money. There's a money back guarantee and there's no commitment to whatever. I mean, if you are yeah. starting, Binge watch it. Yeah, yeah. If you're starting flight training or about the flight start flight training, you would literally for the price tag on this thing, be shooting yourself in the foot. If you didn't check it Absolutely. out, I mean, yeah, yeah, this it's, uh, you know, and Mike and I aren't getting rich off this. This is like a hobby no. that we're right. do- we feel like we're giving back to, you know, a, a community and an industry that's given us so much. And it's just kind of like right. a, 
I don't know. Makes us feel good to do this. And yeah. And it's awesome to hear from you guys and, and hear how it's the comments are awesome. Yeah. It truly just blown away. We, we try to reply, reply to every comment. So if you have any comments, please leave them below, you know, really appreciate it. But uh, yeah, we got some good stuff coming up. Actually, as soon as I hit the stop button on this, Mike, I'm, I'm calling my guy in uh, North Dakota. Oh yeah. um, Don't, I'm sorry, South Dakota. I said North Dakota last time. On the, uh, we're gonna get the uh, my buddy, the F-16 pilot, who flies mm, yeah. for the uh, South Dakota Guard, to come on the show with us and talk to us a little bit about military versus civilian. He does both, and uh, that's gonna be a great show coming up here. That's gonna be awesome, man! I can't wait to see it. So, yes, well, thanks for viewing, and uh, we'll, we'll see you soon. Yep.